Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of The Film Freaks, your favorite place to talk movies and shows and all kinds of media film stuff. With me as always is my co-host Matty G with his toast. I don't really have any toast. Actually, I do have a toaster that I, I never opened up the package to. Oh, is this so... <laughs> is that the Destiny one that you always tell me about? Yeah, the one that was like a hundred oh. bucks that I wasted. Good heavens! Yeah, see, we're gonna start using. We're gonna open that thing and make toast. No, you probably don't want to open it and make toast with it. It, but it, it is a collector kind of thing, but like, uh, whatever. I don't really care as much about. Yeah, but still, I could probably fetch a hefty price on the internet somewhere. I'm sure. But, uh, they could have done so much better with it, though. That's what I'm saying. But anyway. dude, I think you told me it was like the Titan Hunter and no, Warlock it's it's thing. not. No, it's um, it's based off of an exotic weapon in the game called the Yoten, which looks like a toaster, but it shoots like a Mega Man blaster. A Mega Man blaster toaster-looking yeah. thing. I need one of those now. <laughs> I was I was hoping you'd say like rainbows and then the Nyan Cat would just jump out and like you know you'd hear the Nyan Cat song. I don't know. Maybe Unfortunately, it's just... Bungie did not deliver with the design on this, so uh, your dreams of having a Mega Man Blaster toaster are not. What about it? It's not gonna happen. What about a toaster gun that shoots the Nyan Cat? Well, just get a pop tart. Put it in the toaster. Point. Very fair point. And then it shoots rainbows and yank cats at your enemies in Destiny 2. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <I> so, <laughs> so, without further ado, enough about Nyan Cat and toasters and stuff and toast. We have a topic today, don't we? Oh, yeah. All right. Completely well, completely far from the topic of Destiny. Yes. Uh, well, let's go ahead and let's get into it. Yeah. So, we're talking about Kenobi. Kenobi is interesting today because, at least in this episode, because I've gone from loving this show like just to an un, un, like insane amount to having a few problems. And I told you coming into this today, we're reviewing episodes three and four. Okay, I had a few problems. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I actually had a few issues with this show. To like this this round that we did. It's like round two. We do two episodes at a time. So my issues, you want to go ahead and talk about three and then four or just everything together? Or how do we want to do this? Everything, everywhere, all at once. That's a movie that we are probably covering. No. Are we covering (laughs) Possibly. I don't know. If if we don't, if we don't do it for fun, then we could cover it. But I I do want to see it. I heard it's good. I was going to say, I have two. So, yeah. I, do you want to go first then with with episode 3? We'll kind of have a little bit of linear, but um for those of you that haven't seen it, we or haven't listened to the Moon Knight finale episode, we're doing a new format. We're just simply going to discuss it. We're acting as if everybody listening has seen the episodes, and we're just going to kind of discuss our thoughts after the show. So, if you haven't seen the episode, uh I would we would strongly urge you to go and watch episodes three and four of Kenobi and then come back. But, you know, you do whatever you want to do, right? This is, you know, this is the world and you have the right to do whatever you please. So, um, yeah, go ahead. I don't know what you want to start off first, but I am ready. 
Yeah, this is the final spoiler warning. So if you have not watched it, go ahead and do so. And then you can come back to the podcast. We'll still be so, here. Yeah, we'll, we'll still be here when you're done. Yeah. So will Kenobi, honestly. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, unless they pull on Netflix and take it down. <laughs> no, no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't dare. They, they never would, no. Anyways, episode three. So we start off with a discussion between Lord Vader and the third sister. And it is very obvious in this scene that Lord Vader doesn't really care about the Inquisitors. Like, in the previous episode, the Grand Inquisitor died at the hands of the third sister. And the third sister sort of, like, tried playing it off, like, oh, yeah, it was Kenobi that killed him. He will pay for his insolence or whatever. But Vader butts in, like, I don't care. Just get this guy. Mm-hmm. And what was really interesting to me is the Grand Inquisitor is supposed to be in Rebels. So did he survive Rebels, and is he here now? But then I think, canonically speaking, because Luke is older in Rebels, this comes after so, um, or, or before, Kenobi comes before Rebels, so I'm kind of curious there. Um, but yeah, one of the things, did you notice this? So the, the episode starts out with, you know, all this, hey, Anakin's alive, right? And did you notice there was like a bunch of references in these two episodes alone? I mean, the whole series has references. Have you seen Rogue One, a Star Wars story? I have, but I am a little foggy on the details of Rogue One, so I'll have mm. to go back and rewatch it. Okay, so there is the Bacta tank, and so what what's happening is they're playing the, you know, um, moments from episode three where Anakin's burning alive or whatever, and he's, yeah. I hate you, you know, if you're not with There's me. There's a lot of, me. like, flashback moments. It's stuff. really cool. And so what they do that. is he's, like, getting put together as Vader, and oh. it's, it's so crazy because, you know, like, Kenobi's kind of, like, seeing you know feels like you know he's feeling the presence and everything when vader gets put together and he starts walking out of the room i vader is such an iconically amazing silhouette in and of himself and then just the fact that his character is as great as the silhouette if not better is just insane but he's actually walking out of the room from rogue one the back to tank so um i forgot his name but the the big grand moff dude from um the 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 main antagonist that's not vader the big grand moff guy from rogue one he actually went in there and was reporting to vader so it was really crazy to actually see like more canon for those of you who don't know i'm a sucker for canon so i love that um but yeah, like, and the fact that we see Vader's castle, <laughs> it's remarkable. So, um, in the in the expanding universe, and I think, well, now obviously it's officially canon. Um, Darth Vader wanted his castle to be built on Mustafar because that's where he became Vader effectively, like the suit, and that's what brought him the most pain and anger is his time with Kenobi. So he decides, well, if this is the place of, you know, a pinnacle, a peak of my anger, I'm going to build my castle here. And it just looks amazing. You get this idea of like, hey, we're going to listen to the fans. And it kind of puts you in mind a little bit of the um, Star Wars theory fan film in some ways, because it just feels like this is a fan thing, you know, where it's like, hey, let's get some fans in here and you know, or, or let's brush up on the canon and see what the interior of his castle... It's just, it's remarkable. 
I just, I love that. We finally see, we don't see much of it, but we see quite a bit of it. And it, well, like a room of it. And it's just, ooh. <laughs> so yeah, like the whole thing about the castle being built on Mustafar. So he had that built there. It, uh, like, is it more so to remind him mm -hmm. of past events? Yeah, so, Cause... oh, go ahead. Yeah, because, like, that's a common thing that I've seen among stories sometimes. Like, some of the things that they do or have done is because they want to be reminded of past events to remind them of the goal that they set out for. Well, the whole thing with the dark side is the more anger you have, the more power you have, in a way, in a sense. True. So the more ticked off that they are and enraged, the stronger, but yet, like, it, it's it's more power. And it's, like, the, the, the amount of strength that a character has boosts. But their intelligence, because you don't really think when you're angry, when, when you're angry, when you're angry or hangry, but you, <laughs> but like the the more like frustrated you are, the less you're going to stop and think for a minute. And so that's a lot of, you know, it's, it's the same thing with like the Hulk and Marvel. The more angry he gets, he's not known for being smart. Boost Banner is known for being smart. The Hulk is just this big, get the heck out of his way because he's ticked and he's going to do whatever and he doesn't care right now type character. And that's kind of what it is here. So the place that brings Vader the most pain and anger is Mustafar, because that's where, you know, Anakin became Vader, effectively speaking. I mean, he became Vader right before he stormed the Jedi Temple, but he became Vader officially, I think, I would say, on Mustafar when Obi-Wan failed to do the job, which leads us... <laughs> If we want to address the cat in the room, uh, or the elephant in the room, rather, uh, the big scene, probably, in this whole episode, what did you think of Vader versus Obi-Wan? Ooh, that was, that was certainly something there. I did tell you before this, I had a rant. So, you go first, and then I'm going to rant. I'm just going to unload a little Oh gosh. I mean there there's a lot about this entire scene. Like Kenobi finally comes face to face with the man he should have killed. This biggest but mistake. He wasn't able to. Mm -hmm. And clearly the years have not been kind to him. He's a lot weaker now than he used to be. Vader even comments about it when they're fighting. But honestly, it like when when Kenobi is trying to run away from Vader, the fact that or just uh, what they did with Vader coming sort of like out of the mist and like into view, it's like this almost like I don't know if it feels like a scary kind of presence like this nightmare is emerging from the depths for Kenobi. Have you ever played um, Star Wars Battlefront? Like either one of the EA, EA games, and I, I specifically reference as much EA games of Battlefront, but I've played the old. Okay, so do you know those moments when you're in like um, what's it called? You're just running around as a as a trooper or whatever, not like a stormtrooper, but like a Republic soldier, and then Vader walks into the room, and you're like, "Oh my God, I'm done. This is it. <laughs> We're all done, yep. guys. We're all screwed." Mm. That's the feeling you get every time Vader comes on the screen now. And I oh, think yeah. it just, because I've experienced that, it's amplified. 
Um, okay, so I'm going to rant a minute here. So grab your popcorn because I am just going to unleash a little. Okay, so the whole purpose is that they were here to meet um, a contact, right? And And the first thing that aggravates me it's like, okay, so they're here, whatever, they hitchhike because Leia is like, hey, you know, can we get a ride? And the guy's like, sure, he has a Repub- or a, a, an Imperial flag or whatever, great, whatever, it's okay. You know, people have bumper stickers on their cars of, you know, like Republican, Democrat, or Independent parties here in the United States of who they, who they support. We're not going to get political, but, you know, politicians that they support. So there's no issue in that, and I could see that happening in Star Wars. It's fair. These stormtroopers get on. And at this time, um, if you don't know, when Order 66 was executed, okay, a lot of the clones at the time turned. And that's obviously where all the stormtroopers came from. My problem is, it's been 10 years. So I understand if they rapidly age and maybe they're phasing out, but the fact that Captain Rex is, you know, still alive at, you know, in time of, of Rebels, and he's like in his 60s. It, 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 it intrigues me, I guess, because, you know, is it like they phased out the clones? No, they can't because they need them for soldiers. So, you know, there's different voices, obviously, and things like that. So it's really, it's it's captured that, um, you know, they're different. You know, these are people that are signing up to help the Empire because that's what they want to do or what they believe in or whatever. Okay, fair enough. You would I'll still honest, think... I didn't even realize that. Sorry for interrupting no, you right good. there. But... You're good. Yeah, like... The, uh, was that actually Rex in the second episode? I think we we kind of mentioned that it could have been, but it, it frankly it could have been anybody because all the clones looked alike. I think the thing with Rex was that he took out he removed his chip, so it could have been or at least a nod to him, but I'm not too sure. Um, but again, yeah, we all have but our if own that, canons. If that is Rex. So, yeah, if that is Rex, the fact that he's he's like older in Kenobi, but you know in Rebels he's not old or that old. Well, it could be a different clone too. I mean, he has that big white dirty beard, and so and we didn't really get him you know just a good look at seeing him get up and moving around either. So for all we know, he could be like in his you know phase of between his fifties and sixties where he's like really graying or whatever. But here's here's what I'm gonna lean in, okay? Here here's my rant. How in the absolute heck does the Empire not issue a roster of like, hey, you bucketheads, you stupid idiotic stormtroopers, look out for these people because they're Jedi, and although we don't really have any confirmation, you'd think Obi-Wan Kenobi, one of the most recognizable you know Jedi generals in the entire Clone Wars could be recognizable because he's Obi-Wan. He's Obi-Wan. He is like the poster boy of the Clone Wars is master, okay? He's Anakin's master. Why wouldn't you recognize Obi-Wan Kenobi? Okay? Why? Why? I don't know. Why? Who knows? But you, you do get that really cool scene where he takes out that droid and fights a bunch of the stormtroopers with a gun, and then one trooper holds Leia at gunpoint, and he's like, all right, I'll put the blaster down, and then, you know, kind of fakes him out. So that, that was cool, I guess, and the hood on, that was pretty dope. But here's my biggest problem with this episode, Maddie G. The Vader-Obi-Wan little meetup 
here's what aggravates me. In A New Hope, the first line that is really, like, given between these two old souls, alright? Now, Vader is almost, I mean, he's younger than Obi-Wan, but, you know, not by enough, but not, like, a substantial amount. I mean, he's still an older dude, but he's not, like... How do I put this? I don't think he's in his 60s by A New Hope, all right? He, but he's, he's, you know, he's, he's old enough. So here's my rant. When they meet in A New Hope, when I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. So that's implicating Mustafar, or at least it has for years and years and years. So what does that line mean now? Because they've met. So, was Vader still learning from Obi-Wan when he was trying to kill him again? I, I don't know. I would have liked for it to have been more of a vision, because Kenobi is really breaking down. I mean, like, when, when, when Vader lands on um, whatever that planet's called that they're on in this episode, um, you know, like... And, and he starts walking up, like, the street or whatever. And Obi-Wan's, like, looking through the window perfectly. Done wonderfully. Okay? Leave him. That's that's the real Vader. Leave it. Have him running away. Maybe he's seeing a vision of Vader. Because now he can his fear has a shape or a form. And he's, like, starting to hallucinate. The problem is, we know it's not a hallucination because he gets burned. So... My God, I actually have a point about this. It's like, what happened? I mean, I feel like it just kind of degrades that meetup in A New Hope now because it's like, well, they met like 15 years ago, so I guess it still is fine, but because I think Luke's like 25 or something, or he looks 25, but it's like, okay, but really i mean eh. so i i really don't know um he burns obi-wan and it was kind of i guess interesting in some ways to actually see obi-wan like suffering just the slightest bit of what anakin went through like just the smallest little slice of what anakin had you know experienced what i really love was when he gets put in the back to tank and we're getting those clips in um, episode five where, like, he's, you know, he's saved. But we're getting these little clips of the fight. And then we're actually seeing, like, Vader in the back to tank and Obi-Wan in the back to tank. And how similar they are and yet how different, like, how the, they're both this two sides of the same coin, effectively. Um, but I do want to ask you a question. Um, you've seen The Bad Batch. I haven't. Was that Wrecker? I am unsure. You know, like the robot, the droid? I'm trying to figure out if that was Wrecker or not, because I haven't seen it. Oh, wait, the droid? No, yeah. Wrecker is not a droid. Oh, no, okay. I heard something no. about Wrecker, you know. At I, didn't least, know if I don't a... think so. Well, I, did, I, I just heard something about Wrecker, and I was like, oh, maybe that's it. But the droid, I feel like some people are like, oh, he's from the Bad Batch, but I don't know. But go ahead. If you have any points, you can go ahead. Oh. That's my little rant, though. It's like, really? We're just... I mean, I don't have a problem with it, but I would have much rather it have been a hallucination because it's like, now that meetup in episode four that we're all like, you know, it's one of the most classic scenes in cinema is now been just ever so slightly 
chipped or dinked a little bit. Just the smallest little... Yeah, that's what I was going to say as well. Earlier, uh, towards the beginning of the episode, when they had just landed on Mapuzo... Yeah, that's the, the planet Mapuzo. The planet, yeah. We saw Obi-Wan looking off into the distance, and there's this hooded figure. He turns around, and it's Anakin Skywalker. I literally have it written down right here, schizophrenia or the Force. Is, yeah. Or the Anakin, the hallucination. I was hoping that it would just be, he's seeing things, he's starting to develop schizophrenia. Well, he's a, something. In in the New Hope, it's more like, oh yeah, he's just this weird old man at first. You know, it's like, oh, he's just he's just this old dude. Okay, he's he's a weirdo and he's a hermit. Okay, you know, whatever. <laughs> but like, I I because it's I would have loved it if it was like, oh my gosh, Obi Wan is experiencing PTSD while he's trying to save Leia. We could have gotten, like, a few little, you know, glimpses here and there of Vader, sure. It is, to my knowledge, and from what I've heard, Hayden Christensen in that suit. And his height is insane. Like, when, there's, like, in, in the next episode, in 4, when he's standing in front of the, the third sister. I mean, this dude is an absolute monster. I mean, he's huge. He's a oh, mobile yeah. tank with... You know, not as much agility, but enough agility to where it's like, oh, crap. <laughs> so, I just, I don't know. And then you see during that fight scene, what I will say is, it's not all bad. When you see in that fight scene, him fighting Obi-Wan, although Obi-Wan is not as, like you said, not as strong as he used to be. When Vader, like, strikes him and, and connect, like, makes contact with, with you know, with between their blades... Obi-Wan goes flying back for a minute. Like, he has to catch himself. Like, Vader has that much power. I mean, this dude with one swing is just insane. And when he's walking down um, the street, and he's just dragging people and, like, flicking his fingers and snapping necks and choking people as he's walking down, it's, oh my goodness, like, that is Vader. He is, he doesn't care, okay? Vader doesn't give a damn, all right? Vader is like, I don't, I... What are you gonna do? You know, come up on me. I've I've killed countless Jedi. It means yeah, nothing. This There's... is a guy who ha- who has had so much rage bottling up over how many? Well, ten years at this point. But that rage has only made him so much stronger. And just the on... fact that he's able to snap a neck at the snap of his own fingers. That is terrifying. Yeah, and it's just the fact that, like, and that's just Kenobi. Not to mention the rage during, you know, executing Order 66 when he's trying to save Padme and he's getting more and more angrier, like, you you know, more and more ticked as the episode concludes. You know, putting that on top of the 10 years of torment that he's gone through. Because, like I told you in the last episode that we did of Kenobi... Palpatine created that suit and it wasn't even like top of the line it was one of the more clunky suits and it's one of its biggest weaknesses was the force lightning so that every time Vader failed Palpatine could electrocute him and it would amplify that pain so on top of the fact that Palpatine's torturing him is calling him a failure and is effectively bullying him just uh, He's so incredibly ticked, and it just makes him more and more powerful. This is the guy that's taken out Jedi, like, 
three at a time by himself, uh, probably, like, at certain points. Um, going back into the episode, though, I'm just grabbing my notes here. Um, I did like that Anakin kind of moment where, um, you know, he's, he does see Anakin on Mapuza or whatever it's called. Um, they leave Leia alone again. Again. So Leia is, so they're like running from Vader, right? Because Vader, I guess, kind of knows that Kenobi's there, but doesn't. But Yeah. Like, he hasn't seen like, him. He knows the general area he just where kinda, he is. Exactly. He just doesn't know exactly yeah. where in the vicinity. And so in the in the last episode we covered, episode two, this dude was like, the fake Jedi dude was like, hey, I have a contact on Mapuzo or whatever, and, um, you know, they'll meet you there. And it, so it's a, it's an undercover, you know, Imperial worker or whatever. What aggravated me was like, Kenobi's like, okay, I'm going to go distract him. Fair, fair. I don't know why you need to. They know you're there, but they don't exactly know precisely where you are, but whatever. Okay, fine, whatever. Go, I'll distract him. Cool, great, yeah. nice, sweet. And so the spy runs with Leia down this corridor and it's like, okay, you know, get there and I'll meet you there. Right. So they get halfway to the port and the the spy girl is like, oh, you know, I gotta go help Obi-Wan. Or no, Leia's like, go help Obi-Wan. And she's like, no, you stupid child. I'm not gonna go and <laughs> I'm not gonna do it because I'd have to leave you alone. She's like, no, I'll be okay. I can take care of myself. And she's like, oh, okay, all right, whatever. I'll go help Obi-Wan. So she leaves to go help Obi-Wan and guess what happens, Matt? Oh, Wow, surprise, surprise, the guy in the hangar is dead, and it's, and the third sister captures Leia yet again! Yes, another you know, one! Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I'm not so certain if the child is the stupidest one in this show anymore. <laughs> because I've, I've... some pretty stupid decisions on everyone's part. And yeah, I get it, we've all made mistakes, Obi-Wan mm -hmm. said. Yes. But that is really stupid. You abandoned really a dumb. child to be captured. And not to mention, even after the episode 5, Luke, what's happening with Luke? Is he just okay? I mean, yeah, they're on Tatooine. no idea what's going on with Luke. Who cares? This has all been, yeah, this has all been Obi-Wan off-planet with Leia trying to get this kid home to, uh, to her parents. It's ridiculous. So, like I said, aside from the fact that they haven't issued an APB for, like, all the confirmed living Jedi, but then again, it's like, well, we don't have a list of confirmed living Jedi, because if we did, it would be a lot more efficient, but you know Obi-Wan's out there. Why haven't you put an APB out for him? At least, you know, once every few years. Like, hey, you dummies, have you ever seen this man? He's not even, like, disguising himself. So in episode 5, if you want to jump to episode 5, they're interrogating Leia, and Obi-Wan's like, alright, I'm gonna, you know, where is she? And everyone's like, oh, well, she's on the Inquisitor, like, base or whatever. And it's like, uh-huh, fair, makes sense. They'd probably bring her back to their headquarters and interrogate her. You know, and it's the whole thing of, well, they were going to kill children, too. They don't care. They, they just want information to wipe out the Jedi. Because the Empire's ruthless, right? So, oh, yeah. Obi-Wan's like, well, we need to get to that planet. And they're like, yeah, why not? It's like, dude, I get what you're trying to do, but 
and, and maybe you're not thinking rationally, so I guess I might be able to give you a pass. But it's like, come on, man, you were a general of the of a clone army of the Galactic Republic during the Clone Wars. Come on. <laughs> I know you don't have a lot of resources, but like you're just gonna walk into the enemy's base and grab her? So they sneak in, right? And and he's got these new threads on now, which remind me very loosely of his old Jedi robes from um episode four. They're they're kind of slightly discolored, but he looks more like a Jedi now, which is annoying, but it's more I think it's more farmer clothes. Because I think Owen was wearing something a little similar. I could be wrong. We haven't seen Owen in a while. I haven't seen the first episode of this show in a while either. But to my knowledge, they're more farmer than like the tan color. They're more of like a bluish type fabric or whatever. Anyway, so they go to the Inquisitor base where they're holding Leia. And he sneaks in, and the whole time, by the way, in the beginning of the episode, they're like, Obi-Wan, you have to heal, you're not in the back-to-tank, you gotta get in the back-to-tank and heal, and he's like, nah, screw the back-to-tank, I'm not Boba Fett. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just playing, I had, to, I had to drop a little reference there, so, so anyway. You gotta have a little fun with it. You do. So he's like, I'm not a wuss like Boba Fett, I'm a real man. Not that Boba Fett's a wuss, we love Boba Fett. So anyway... They go and they're like, "Hey, well, you're you're still an old man. You're not as powerful. We got to keep mentioning this because you know we probably haven't mentioned it enough. But you're still an old man, not as powerful. Like, okay, we get it." And he sneaks in with the rebreather, right? Which is that little device from Episode One, which I love that they brought in because we see it in the comics oh, yeah. and everything. It's like, thank goodness we finally see it again. And I again continuity. And so he's running around. You know what he's running around in, Matt? He's running around in those stupid robes. He's not dressed up as a stormtrooper. <clears throat> yeah, I legit hoped that when he took he's... out the stormtrooper, he was going to steal the clothes. Yeah, he's not like, even dressed up as an officer. as the enemy. He's literally running around as Obi-Wan. It's like, really? And so this, both episodes have made it to the point where it's like, what's the point of even hiding anymore? The only thing you have to hide yourself from is droids. If that's all, what's the point? Just walk the around. The child's an idiot. That girl's an idiot for leaving the child and behind. I mean, Obi-Wan is an idiot Obi-Wan's, for not disguising himself. Obi-Wan's being an idiot. He's not an absolute idiot, all right? He's not a total dummy. And he's one of the, in my opinion, and from a lot, a lot of people have told me they can agree with this as well, he's one of the best written characters in all of storytelling in terms for of just sure. the way he's created and the way that he's portrayed and everything. Ewan McGregor is... is is Obi-Wan, alright? Sorrel Guinness, like, in, good, in, this, in the context you, of this, though, they could have done so much better. With The writing could have been better, and so it's annoying because he's just running around, and he's, like, hiding in corners and stuff, and you, you see him trying to, like, move an object on this ship while they're headed to the big base, and he only moves it, like, a couple inches, so you're starting to see that his power is slowly deteriorating with his age, and, you know... Yoda is a different species and everything, and Yoda's the Grand Master, so, or was, so it's like, okay, well, he's not as powerful, and I mean, Yoda, towards the end of his, you know, toward, like, in, in the original trilogy, you see he's a lot weaker than he was, too, so these people are starting to age, I mean, the Galactic Republic has been, you know, completely destroyed for, for over a decade now, uh, or a little, you know, roughly a decade, and so it's like, okay, but it's it's just it's it's nice to see that he's you know starting to get weaker because you know you 
you see that as well in um you know the original trilogy you know where he does the mind trick and everything i i thought he was going to do the mind trick in episode four when they got to that checkpoint but i was like no that might be too too just too easy or whatever like too hey look at this you know no but um he's just right around like that and it's ridiculous but i want to let you have the floor here for a little bit yeah but he's undisguised it's like oh my gosh oh yeah i just oh my gosh i don't even know how much i really want to talk about this episode because like yeah, the kid is captured, and they're going to do whatever they can to get the information out of her to find out where Kenobi is. And, of course, Kenobi's on that base the entire time, just going around doing this mission to get her back. It's something we've seen already in, what was episode two, where she was captured? I think so. Yeah, yeah but, I believe it was episode two but, she was captured. But it was yeah, but it was like a more of a hey, you know, we're kind of baiting Obi Wan. This is like a hey, we've captured you and now we're actually gonna interrogate you type thing. So I think it's like, you know, a lot more serious, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, it does feel like a cool. Princess Peach type scenario. <laughs> go go, Obi Wan. <laughs> Good so old Mario for the Kenobi. Most part it, yeah, for the most part it feels like they just copied homework and changed things up a little bit. Yeah, a little. Like, I don't know. Okay, let's let's do something I, good here. Let's talk about something good. All right, Moses Ingram, as we were talking about before, um, and and I don't I don't like to bring any real world stuff onto this podcast, but I I will just briefly. Moses Ingram, who plays the third sister, has gotten a lot of hate, and in a world where we're all trying to look at each other and you know and through a equal equality and in a lens where everybody is you know you're just as important as me and i'm just as important as you're you know what i'm trying to say we're in a world where we're all trying to bring more equality into our society the fact that moses ingram is getting all this hate for this series is disgusting to me and i have absolutely no idea why because she has done such a great job in this show and I can't understand why you'd hate her as a person or as an actor or actress rather. And I mean, maybe her character is written a little funky, but the whole thing with these inquisitors is they can't even work together for five minutes without fighting each other and getting to the point where they want to just kill each other. So for those of you that are like hating on her you can hate the character, but don't hate the actor that's playing it. It's disgusting and it's ridiculous. And if you're if you're trying to promote equality and yet downgrading Moses Ingram, then you're just a hypocrite and it's disgusting. And this world has no place for for people like that. But anyway, that's what I'm going to go ahead and and just leave it at that. It it just it's ridiculous. But um, yeah, I thought she's done a phenomenal job. In, in this series, portraying such a low-tempered character. I loved the dynamic between the Inquisitors and how everyone's trying to, like, be Darth Vader's, like, right-hand fella. And they're like, oh, look at me. Vader likes me more. And they're, like, fighting over Vader's approval, like a bunch of <laughs> five-year-old siblings. 
it's hilarious. And I also said it's time for me to lead the Obi Wan hunt. Mm-hmm. And then and then it's like another person's like, No no no, screw you, it's time for me to do it. And so they start like going back and forth like a couple of five year old kids, literally. Well Vader's already been informed that he's here and and, 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 and the third sister's looking at the fifth brother like, dude, really? Like you're really gonna stoop down to that level? And so at the end of this episode, when Kenobi escapes with Leia and the spy character, it's like Oh, this is all the third sister's fault. How? How is it her fault? She literally brought Leia in just to interrogate her. How is it her fault? Oh, well, I just need an excuse to hate her. Like, really? Come on. So, it was annoying. But what did you think about the spy, like, the actual, like, spy beacon? Like, the character... No, no, that... no, no. I mean, like, when when Vader walks in and he's like... You guys have failed me again. I'm done. I'm tired of it. You're oh. done. You're toast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What would you think? So when the third sister bugged the bug bot, I guess. <laughs> Bugs the bug. <laughs> yeah, because at the end of the fourth episode, it pans down to show Lola, the uh, little ladybug robot. But I feel like the reason that they did that is because Lola is now a tracker it's it's just given the context that the third sister after she was being choked by vader she said that she intentionally let them go because she has a tracker on them anything that they do they will be able to track them down not just obi-wan but these rebels it was done so well because you know, they always try to, you know, it, the thing with the Empire is it always seems like they're trying to do more than just their goal. And it's like, just achieve your goal, then go to the next goal. You know what I mean? One thing at a time. Instead, they're trying to take like two steps instead of one. And, and it's like, okay, my my aggravation with this show, and, and it's still a good show, but it's, it, it's just, it's... It's a little annoying and frustrating because, you know, like, the whole thing was Obi-Wan was going to go and watch over Luke. And I was thinking, okay, well, the advertisements really showed Luke and him looking over Luke, right? And I was thinking maybe it would be more of an on-world, let's try to... I mean, I get that between Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian, we spent too much time, especially Boba Fett, on, like, Tatooine. But... Is that not where things are going down right now? I mean, Boba Fett's trying to... Well, I mean, I know it's different parts of the timeline. But it's like... You know, can we... What? Where's Luke? I thought Owen would have a little bit more of a role in here, and he doesn't. So we now have two episodes left. And I guess my question to you now is... Where do you think this is going to go or where do you want to see this go? I think it it there's a chance for this show to really end on a great note. I just hope with all my just all that I can that it doesn't end in a rush like Moon Knight did. But where do you think they're going to go or where do you want to see them go with this? Because again, Honestly... we, have, we have two episodes left. Yeah, we have two episodes left. I feel like 
things are going to drag out just a little bit longer. And Kenobi eventually will bring Leia back to her parents. Uh, third sister, I'm uncertain if she's still going to live or if she's going to die. If anything, I feel like fifth brother is going to die and she'll or he'll die at the hands of third sister. Fair. I think And in... all oh. of this just because third sister wants the approval of Vader. Like he... we already know that these inquisitors are just trying to you know, prove their lightsabers is longer. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And, you know, one of the things that really got me was, and I, and I was thinking about this before I started watching the, the, the third episode, when we talked about how, like, they knew that capturing Leia might bring out Kenobi, I'm wondering if they didn't. It was just more of a, well, if we capture a high-priority target, maybe we could get Kenobi. But Kenobi wouldn't just go for anybody, you know what I mean? So, again... How do they know that Leia was the key, you know? And and I guess my biggest thing is it's just, like, I, I just don't understand, like, why we're spending all this time with Leia when Luke was the boy that that Obi-Wan was, you know, instructed to, to um, watch over. One of the things I will point out is a couple of references before we end the episode... So, did you notice the tomb when 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 Obi-Wan's walking through this room and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's this, you know, it's it's not just a base, it's also a tomb." And you see all those Jedi. I think the first Jedi, the um older dude with the with the longer neck, I think he was from that episode with Ahsoka where she got her lightsaber stolen and he was like, "Patience, young one." And he's like always walking around like really slow. I, I forgot what that episode was called, but, like, I think he's that dude. I don't even know his name, but he's I think he was that guy. And so it was like, oh, man, that dude's dead. But he was old as heck anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Another and thing... I will say, uh, oh, my gosh, seeing that entire tomb, I'm confused. I have no idea who copied who, Destiny or Star Wars. Because when I... You know how much I played Destiny. Oh, heck yeah. There's, there's a raid in that game called Vow of the Disciple where you're going through it. And there's all of this, like, amber, like, slates that have all these, like, body parts of, like, these massive worms or these other enemy races. Then come to this scene, I see pretty much the exact same thing. Just with Jedi. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> well, what's what's interesting? Funny. What's interesting is they they did a whole thing in Rebels where they actually used Luminara as like bait for Kanan, because Kanan was the the Padawan to um, Luminara, I believe it was. Or no, no, I don't think it. No, it was it was somebody else. It, no, because Luminara had Barris. But anyway, um, they they got Luminara to like using her presence like they killed her but they were using her body to like lure jedi in and then the grand inquisitor would walk in and like kill them or whatever and that, so that's what they tried to do with ezra and kanan so i was wondering if like maybe the jedi are just like some really stupid jedi are just gonna go to the inquisitor base but like, oh yeah hey 
uh, one of the things that I kept remembering was when we talked about how the Inquisitors were former Jedi. I thought that was really interesting, and it, you know, just, I think, adds more to it when you hear the way, like, Obi-Wan looks at um, Leia, and he's like, I remember your 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 mother, and she's like, well, I would love to know who my father was. And it's kind of like a little nudge, nudge, wink, wink moment because it's like, he does know. And Leia's like, well, you're hiding something from me, it feels like. And, and everyone's well, like, you know, I, I did know your mother. Or somehow they, he avoids the question. But it's like, hey, Vader's your dad. But for obvious reasons, I can't tell you. <laughs> um, he just didn't say anything. No. And, and so another thing was Quinlan Voss was... Um, a mention in the fourth episode, a very iconic Jedi that I don't know as much about, but from what I heard, I think he went bad for a little bit and then he became good again or something. But, um, he was mentioned. Um, I, I keep for what, I don't know why I keep holding out hope for a window appearance. I know it's not going to happen, but for whatever reason, I'm like, oh, let's get, like, a really cool older character like Rex or Windu or something. And I'm like, no, but this is Kenobi's series. So I'm kind of glad they haven't brought Rex or, or Windu in because that would just drain everything that they're trying to do. Um, and my last thing... Yeah, just the fact that Obi-Wan is still off-world. I, I Like, off Tatooine. I thought we were going to get some time on Tatooine, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. That's That's really the biggest yeah. thing. Um, I don't think we're gonna get Obi-Wan no. back onto Tatooine until potentially the sixth episode. What I what I wonder is how is he gonna lose <laughs> all the all the people that are chasing him? You know what I mean? Like he can't just wipe everybody's memory. And Vader yeah. Vader has come face to face with him. I was really rather intrigued when Vader literally was watching the the robot dragging Kenobi back you know away from this big old fire and it was like you're not gonna do anything i mean this you've been hunting this guy for a decade and you're just gonna stand there like a boss you're not even gonna like destroy the robot just turns the entire battle there around like you have this girl with a gun and there's a robot that's just dragging kenobi away there is fire between you two but come on vader you have (laughs) all this power and you're not doing anything rage. You're literally just letting them go yeah i mean i get like you okay you can't walk through the fire without taking some damage and it's gonna hurt but yeah but, but i mean so it's like he put the fire out did he i believe so there was something that happened where that fire just wasn't there well but, and- like it got put out and then in the, in the beginning of the fifth episode, they're like, well, Kenobi's dead, Leia. <laughs> or no, no, the fourth episode, rather. They're like, Kenobi's dead. Ha <laughs> See? We killed him. Ha! <laughs> yep. You suck. We win. Now, tell us what we want to know. And then it's like, how do you... Dude, Vader saw... <laughs> Literally everybody saw everyone get dragged away. Yeah. And then, like, at the end of the fifth... Or the... I don't know why I keep saying five. At the end of the fourth episode... Um, Kenobi's like walking with Leia underneath his cloak as he's dressed up as Imperial Guard. Like, seriously, you couldn't have thought of a better excuse other than this centaur looking thing that you're trying to do? Like, really? What is this? I, I just, I don't know. I mean, there's little things here and there where it's like, come on. 
So, I mean, all in all, I would say I would probably give this a 6 out of 10, 6.5 out of 10, maybe. Because it's not bad, it's just, it's... I don't know how to... Just okay. There's a lot of inconsistencies, and there's a lot of infuriating little things, like how stupid the stormtroopers are, that they're not able to recognize kenobi exactly now here's where i think oh go ahead actually no you you go ahead first all right i I was just gonna say what i think is gonna happen is i think they're gonna kill off the third sister because i don't think yeah she appears very much i think that vader's gonna say all right look you've tried me and you've tried me you've made an excuse when i told you i've had enough and now you've failed me again i'm sick of it you're done and then he's just gonna kill her the fifth brother is just like, I think he's just one of those side characters where he's just there to be there, which is like, come on. And then they had like some random other chick and I was like, why, who are you and why are you here? And so, and then there's like the whole bit where, um, the spy girl is like helping Obi-Wan get on board the ship and she's like talking to him through the comm and nobody, I think like one guy looks at her and then the one guard is like, Hey, you're not supposed to be in here. And she kill, like, t- it doesn't kill him, but takes him out and nobody else notices. It's like, come on, really? There, yeah. There's I thought so the much. other guys in that room were going to be taken out as well because they'd be like, wait, like what's going on here? Yeah. Like, wait, what, where, where's, where's Jeff? What, what did you do with Bob? What, what happened? But I think that they're going to kill off the third sister. The fifth brother is going to stay yes. uh, because and, I think he's in. And actually, um, what I was going to say was pretty much exactly that because I have uh, a little note here when she Uh-oh. like leaned towards Leia and said, nobody's coming for you. That's what that one guy said in the second episode. And now he's dead. What do you mean for, um, in the second episode when Leia was captured? Oh, uh, that one oh, guy yeah. who opened the prison cell. Yeah. He said, Nobody's coming for you. In the same exact way that Third Sister did. And, and he's dead now. You know what else? So uh, he, he, here's oh, what I'm thinking It's possible that Third Sister is going to kill Fifth Brother. And it's going to be a whole ironic thing where the Inquisitors say the Jedi hunt themselves. But the in this, the Inquisitors are going to hunt themselves, basically. And then Vader is going to kill Third Sister for multiple accounts of failure. Well, and, and I so I see what you're saying, but I'm still thinking that maybe the the fifth brother is going to stay alive just because of Rebels. Which if we didn't have Rebels, it'd be more like okay, you know. And, and we ah, do know yeah, that, true. and we do know that Obi Wan's going to face off with Maul, and probably what I would, what I'm going to personally say is the dumbest fight I've ever seen in all of Star Wars. But that's just me. Um, me. What? Don't even remind me. <laughs> I know, right? Some of it, if you think it was a good fight, whatever, great. I'm happy that you think that, and I, I'm glad that you're you were happy with it. I just didn't like it. I thought it was too short. I thought it was stupid that he was brought back. No, I loved when he was brought back in Clone Wars. It was huge. It was like, oh my gosh. I think in Rebels, yeah, we need to end his story, but it's like the dumbest fight ever. It's like. Everything, Clone Wars, Episode One, all—it's uh, all led to this moment, 
and there are two old men in the middle of the desert fighting it out. Like, how much cooler could it get? Obi-Wan has a secret mission, Maul's onto him, and then what happens? Oh, Maul's dead in .3 seconds. Like, 15 seconds, and Maul's dead. Like, really? So, and it's, oh, it's supposed to be all poetic, because Anakin tried the same move on Obi-Wan, and then Maul tried the same move on Obi-Wan that Obi-Wan used on him, and oh, look, it's all Obi-Wan and Maul. No, I don't care i'm sorry i don't care <laughs> i don't need that it's nonsense it's just it's oh, yeah, yeah. but that's what i think is going to happen and i think vader is going to just get absolutely enraged and continue to get mad um of course to my knowledge this series in the timeline it's going to lead on to um Rebels, and then it's going to lead on to um, Rogue One, I want to say. And so then Rogue One goes into A New Hope, which then goes into Episode 5, which then goes into Episode 6, which then goes into Boba Fett and Mandalorian and blah, blah, blah. So that's kind of where I'm at there. But I did like the moment where they showed in the tomb the the kid, like the, the, the youngling with the helmet on. I was like, is that the kid from, from episode three? Where it goes like, Master Anakin, Ma- Master Skywalker, there's too many of them. What are we going to do? And I was like, man, it might be that kid. I promise I'm not screwed up like that, but man, that would have been interesting. I believe I have one last thing to say, by the way. All right, last, last point. Yeah, you mentioned the Mandalorian. And if you remember the scene where... Uh, Tala, her name is Tala. She had led Kenobi and Leia to the safe house with the loader bot, Ned B. And there was writing on the wall and like a picture of the, I guess, Jedi symbol or whatever. Yeah. You know, that one. Yeah, the Republic or whatever. I feel like there's some sort of weird long-distance kind of link to the Mandalorian here. Because if you remember what Kenobi said, he was reading the inscription on the wall. Only when your eyes are closed will you see. Oh, yeah. I believe Leia said, see what? And he said, the way. And if you have closed (laughs) captions on, the way, both of those words are capitalized. Interesting. I did not know that. That is pretty cool. You know what I'm what I'm hoping is and in, in, in the in the legends continuity or former continuity expanding universe or whatever, Star Killer's family crest was actually used to become the new symbol of the uh, New Republic. So that's what that is. But I would be interested. Yeah, I did not notice that though because I don't watch things with captions. Unless it's like foreign movies like Parasite. I like to watch things with closed captions because I don't hear things too well sometimes. That's so fair. It's like better to read it. My sister and Plus, her boyfriend like, do that's, that too. That's how I yeah. That's how I know the name of the planet as well. I was able to go back. Uh, okay, what was the name of the planet? Okay, that's it. Write that down. What was the name of the planet again? Mapuzo. Okay, I'm just testing Mapuzo. you. Mapuzo. I didn't remember it, but you do. Mapuzo. <laughs> So I think that is going to cover it. If you want to uh, go ahead and, yeah, do your thing. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Kenobi. We'll be finishing off whenever 
the sixth episode comes out, I believe. Yeah, so it'll be next week. We're covering a um, we're covering the movie Jurassic World Dominion, and so I'll probably try to get back and watch Fallen Kingdom. Maybe it's been a while, but yeah, yeah I'll be excited that, for that one. Oh yeah, but after that, we're doing Kenobi the finale, or we should be. Yeah. So Kenobi finale will be coming up. It's such a shame that it's already just three episodes of the podcast and it's going to be over i know i'm so sad i I, I really wish they would do more with with these limited time series and i really don't understand why they're always six episodes like you like all these shows are six episodes i get that's what they seem to be doing in london or, or not london in england or in europe but it's like really we it, it's a limited series the fans have been creating this and all you're going to give us is six episodes like give us at least maybe 10 maybe i don't know like yeah. I would say eight. Eight, minimum, eight's fair. Maybe ten max. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair number to me know. too. I don't know, but but yeah, we'll be finishing up Kenobi when that happens. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you want to find us, we have a Twitter account called Film Freaks underscore Pod. Still yep. gonna do some more work on that. God, I was gonna say I haven't even done the uh, any advertisements this past week from Moon Knight. Yeah. I feel terrible. That was one of my favorite episodes. Uh, and if you would also like to reach the show on social media and you don't have Twitter or want to follow us on Instagram, it is the film. Fr- what is it? No, hang on. I always mess this up. You got this. <laughs> I always mess it up. So if you would like to reach us on Instagram as well, you could find us at Film Freaks Pod and you could also find us on tiktok at film freaks pod as well and if you have an idea or a topic or that you'd like for us to cover or want to give your two cents on what you thought and you want to let us and everybody listening here know what you thought of whatever the topic was today's topic or any other topics then you can feel free to email us at thefilmfreaks01 at gmail.com once again that's thefilmfreaks01 at gmail.com thank you all so much again for listening and we are excited although i know we ranted a little bit about this show i think it's just because we want it to be better and I know there's communities and YouTube channels and everything dedicated to, like, ripping Star Wars and, you know, new Star Wars isn't good. But I truly feel like this is a show that is trying its best. And sometimes that's all you can do. And so I will definitely be there to watch how this all unfolds. I give Disney massive props for doing this series and giving it a shot. Because they, it, there's so much work that goes into this, especially with bringing back older people, you know, like older members of the cast. So I'm going to give them credit. All in all, I still like this show. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. That's, that's what We're I'm giving We're not right ripping now. on this show because we hate it. We're ripping on it because we want it to be better. Exactly. So hopefully my 7 out of 10 goes up by uh, next episode, but we will see. All right, well, that's going to do it for us. Guys... Thanks again for listening. We'll catch y'all in the next one. Peace. May the force be with you. Always.